Welcome to Retain FM. In the first of a two-part series, Pete outlines his website project proposal template that he has honed over years of running his own digital agency, and the process that surrounds it that brings sales success. Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. I am your host, Pete. And today we're starting the first of a two-part mini-series about proposal templates for your agency. Today I will be sharing my tried and tested website project template. And next week in the next episode, I will be sharing my tried and tested SEO project proposal template. So before we get started, while you have your device in your hand, it really does mean a lot to me to know that this content that I create gets into the hands, the eyes, the ears of the people who need it most. So if you are an agency owner and you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button in the podcast player of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, And if you're watching the YouTube version of this, then please make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. So before we dive into my web project proposal template, it might help a little bit if I set out a little bit of how our lead process works so that you understand how this, how these proposals sit in, sit in our system. So if you rewind the clock to when a lead comes in, that comes in either through a website or a, uh, a website inquiry or a phone call or an email normally. They're the three ways that people get in touch with me. And from there, we then go on to schedule a brief 20-minute phone call. And the purpose of that phone call is that I can validate the lead, that they I can validate the project, and that I can validate that there's some realistic budget for that outcome. And off the back of that, the purpose of the call is then to present the uh, our discovery session as the most logical next step. From that call there's then a one-page agreement for the project discovery session now i should add in the uk we still very much work in lines of uh projects uh sorry proposal documents and pdfs and invoicing that's the how the vast majority of my clients interact with my agency so i do have a an online checkout for a project discovery session but you know what most clients want to be invoiced for it. So actually, it's still in, that, that's still the way it just kind of works. So that, that's what happens before the discovery session or to schedule the discovery session. We then host the discovery session. And then after that, that is when a proposal is put in place. Now, our web project proposals actually come as part um, in the form of two documents. There's a proposal, which I'll talk you through the template for in a second, and then we have a specification document. And the two very much sit hand in hand. In fact, in the proposal, we even reference the specification template uh, or the specification document. And uh, essentially, the proposal does say that should the specification change, then the the proposal, we reserve the right for the proposal to change as well. So they are that intrinsically linked that they are put together. Why do we have two? I ask you, oh, you. I hear you ask. Well, the the reason is simple. Our discovery sessions we sell them very much as a standalone process, and part of the sale of those is that the client understands that the the discovery process they will go through with us will help us un- and them understand their project from start to finish. Now. 
as as a result for the fee they pay they pay for the session they pay for our time and our expertise and our consultancy but they also receive a project specification document which is the output of that discovery session alongside that specification document we will also send our proposal including our costs in order to deliver the project so it's clear we need to make it clear to the client that the discovery session itself is a product in its own right and what they get from that is the specification document in theory they could take that specification document document to any agency in well in the country any agency in the world i suppose and get this project delivered but this the specification document is very much our understanding our plan as to how this project could be successfully successfully delivered if they want us to deliver it then our proposal sits on the top of that which then includes things like uh, as i say that our costs any future considerations that kind of thing so that is essentially how our process works it probably sounds more complicated than it is and any leads that may come across this episode it's not the first time i would have had a customer say hey i found your podcast online um you you can probably see the similarities in uh in the process that you experience when you when you set your project with us so the specification document let's cover that first then we can tie that off after the after the discovery session we will prepare the specification document and it will follow this structure and all of these structures that i'm going to mention in this episode are all listed in the show notes so if you're driving or you know doing something else bathing the kids whatever you're doing while you're listening to this uh, don't worry about making notes you can simply go and get them from the show notes so the specification document starts with a cover page that's easy enough Cover page, though, is actually quite important because our cover page, we include our logo and the client's logo. And uh, my business partner, who's the creative strategic guy in our um, in our setup, he really puts an emphasis on that that is demonstrating to the client that we are acknowledging our two brands working together. Right from the very first piece of correspondence they get from us, we are together in a partnership. And I get that. That's very much how our agency works and the type of clients that we are trying to attract. So it starts with a cover page. We then have a section at the... Uh, there's often a contents uh, page as well, to be fair. We then have a section at the front of the document that is all about the brief. And this is in quite a lot of detail. Um, but essentially, this is us rewording or even just taking down the brief that has come in from the client in order to set the scope of the defined project. Off the back of the brief, we will then have a section which is normally just a single page. It can be a bit longer depending on the scope of the project that is uh, titled business requirements. And this is where we actually unpick the brief and get to the nuts and bolts of what is it that the client is trying to achieve with this project what is it that they're trying to um how is it going to help them you know what difference is it going to make to their business and that then leads to the next section which is again often another page that's just called project outcomes and that could be uh, either a tactical thing or it could lead to some kind of goal or you know increase in sales or whatever it might be we then have two sections, one called uh, the design specification. Now, of course, if we're only building something, if we're not designing it, that section comes out. And uh, likewise, the development specification, 
in all honesty, we never just design something and pass designs on, so, so that's always there. We then have uh, the penultimate section, which is called technical requirements, where we do go into things like service specifications and uh, maybe even plugins that we might use and, and that kind of thing. And then we have, uh, to tie it off, uh, a typical suggested milestone schedule so that the, you know, the, the client, even just by looking at the specification document, is... Uh, aware of roughly how long we think this would take. Um, we don't do it in terms of dates. It is all f in terms of weeks, so starting with week one. Um, so, of course, at the, at the time that we write this, there is no confirmed project, so we can't put a start date in, but we would be typically saying that, you know, from project commencement, week, week one would do this, week two would do that, week three would do the other, and so on and so forth. And then the client gets a feel for whether it's a six-week, eight-week, ten-week, twelve-week, however many-week project. So that is the specification document. Um, and I realize that this episode is about my proposal template that I haven't even started yet. But as I say, the spec document goes hand in hand with the proposal. So it is really important that I present to you how our full process works. Um, and that's it. So that is the specification document that is the output of the discovery session. As I say, alongside that, we send our proposal. Now, I should say this before I get onto the proposal template itself. Uh, two things. Firstly, if we've done a discovery session and we don't think that we're a good fit for the client, we don't send the proposal. They have paid for a specification document as the output of the discovery session. And if that is all we send them because we don't want to take the project anymore, then we have delivered what they've paid for for us. We wish them well. We might even make some introductions to other people that we think could help them. But it's giving us a get out of jail free card if we don't think that the client is a good fit or actually if we don't think we can deliver the result. Because we must remember that at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to to agree with the client that, yes, we can deliver this. And if we don't think that we can, then we've got that get-out-of-jail-free card at this point. That's the first thing. The second thing that I need to say is that the proposal template that I'm about to share with you is something that I learnt from some coaching that I did. It was well before COVID, so I'm going to say five or six years ago, but it might even be longer ago than that. And it is something that I've then taken and honed and um, changed a little bit over a period of time. But I should say that for at least the last 18 months or two years, this is the template that we use. And like with a lot of the content I create, you don't have to copy this. But the purpose of it is to get you to think about how you're doing these things in your business so that you can improve. And if I can influence that or even just get the the thought process rolling for you then then you know I've done a good chunk of my job with that so the proposal template itself how does it work like with the spec document it starts with a cover page that cover page basically includes three or four elements uh, our logo the client's logo a, a title and the date uh, and it also has a, a proposal reference on it as well so it's very very simple the next page is then an intro letter. Now, although it's the first proper piece of content, I suppose, in the proposal, it's always the thing we write last. And that is because whilst certain parts of the proposal that we, we will talk about in a minute are pretty standard, pretty generic across the proposal we send out, this is always 100% personalized to the client. 
This is the one page that has absolutely nothing that is cut and paste from somewhere else. And in that, we we do always make sure we thank the client for giving us the opportunity to provide the uh, to provide the the quote the proposal. We uh, and we also outline what they can expect to see in the following pages. So the that's the intro letter. It's never more than about half a side. I, I don't want to make it seem like it's like this mega long thing, but on the same note, as I say, it is 100% personalized. It is the personal touch, and it's the first thing they see when they uh, scroll to, to the first page of content. The next page has a section called the snapshot. Now, this essentially is a very stripped down version of the brief. Now, if we've written the spec document from the from the discovery session, this is a breeze. Um, but it's it's a snapshot of the business and the project. So where the business is now, what's the challenge they're facing, and what's what is the um, the project that they have briefed to us. That is the section of the brief. Um, we don't go into solutions or anything like that. We'll get into that in a second. But again, it, you know, we do keep this to one page. In fact, I should say this proposal template, because it goes with the specification document, almost all of it is a single page because we, we do want it to be nice and quick and snappy. This is, you know, it, all of the detail is held in the spec document. So, um, oh, the spec document that we've been paid to deliver. <laughs> Here's some to add. So, the, uh, yeah, snapshot, one page, what is the project as it's been presented to us? The next page is business needs. Now, in the spec document, if you remember, we have a section called business requirements. So this is a bullet list of what the business needs are, you know, getting to the nitty gritty of what the project's about. And then we have the next page, which is the solution, where, and again, this is largely a bulleted list. It references the spec document, but does cover things like, you know, it's a WordPress website. Maybe it's going to be e-commerce. You know, maybe we need to migrate from one site to another. Maybe we need to integrate with something. So they're the types of things that it covers covers but it is just a single page bulleted list for snapshot business needs and solution that um you know covers in very de- uh, in very high overview the content that's in the spec document the next page is timeline which again is a cut down version of the milestone schedule that we had in the spec document so in those four pages four sides we have taken our spec document that could be 15 or 20 sides long and condensed it all into bullet points that's all we've really done in that in that section the uh, the next page is investment and of course that's where we outline our pricing and um, include uh, things like the payment schedule and that kind of thing we then have a page that's called future considerations and that's where we think uh, we mention things like ongoing website maintenance so even before a project has started we've mentioned uh, main- our maintenance agreement they're in the future considerations page but we've already mentioned them we uh, also may mention things like SEO work or you know ongoing SEO retainers that may be required no costs alongside those we might put a cost alongside the maintenance agreement but no costs alongside the SEO stuff but future considerations things that the client should think about once the project has been completed uh, obviously things that we can help them with and then the penultimate page is a form entitled how do we get started and that is the 
completion form that they can use if they want, or the project agreement form that they can use if they want to commission us to do the work. And then the back page is our terms and conditions, and that is it. Occasionally, there's to, to either the proposal or to the spec document, there's some appendices, particularly if the client has provided their own documentation or their own, I don't know, maybe images or graphs or whatever it might be that of you know what they're trying to achieve then we might include those back as appendices to acknowledge them there but that's that essentially is it so we send the spec document over via email and in that email we mentioned that we will be if we're going to provide the proposal that the proposal will be coming however we send our proposals via adobe sign so that will get delivered in a separate email and then we uh, send that to the client. Now, the key here is this, really. Uh, it, the first thing is we don't just send them when they're ready. We send the the proposal on a date that we have agreed with the client. So, And we explain to them that we would like to have a short call with them on the day they receive it to discuss the proposal with them. So let's say that we've agreed that we're going to send the proposal on Tuesday. Tuesday morning comes, we hit send in Adobe Sign, and the signable version gets sent to them. We will then, at the appropriate time, uh, have uh, call the client and go through it stage by stage. Now, I did start presenting things to the client and sort of not sending anything in advance. And what happened in that instance was that I found that a number of clients wanted a bit of time to digest what was there. And also, they might not think of everything they want to ask immediately. So they, uh, you know, they, they might reserve judgment, maybe not agree straight away, and then email me a day or two later with things that they'd forgotten to ask. So what we found is, we try and arrange these calls for either late morning or or mid-afternoon, sort of that kind of window, and we will send the proposal first thing. The client will know that the proposal will be uh, coming ahead of this proposal call. Um, And what happens in that instance is most clients then actually do read it, and then you have a far more meaningful conversation when it comes to uh, to the proposal call. At the proposal call, we don't go through the intro letter. We do, however, run through the snapshot, the business needs, the solution, and the timeline, and the investment, basically to see if there's any questions. And if there's no questions, then we ask the client to sign the agreement and return it to us through Adobe Sign ASAP. And that is how the process works. Now, I realize I've taken 18 minutes of your life to explain that to you, and I really do appreciate if you're still with me at this part in the podcast. However, I hope that what I've demonstrated is the need to, firstly, never ever give away free discovery sessions and never have these intro calls become a sort of de facto discovery session. Schedule a discovery session. Get the client to pay for it if they... if they can't, then you're going to have to figure out whether they're a good fit for you or not. Um, Personally, I don't do discovery sessions for free. So that's, uh, you know, if the client doesn't have the budget for that, they're not going to have a budget for the project. So we're probably going to move on. Um, But yeah, that that is our process at that point. And then post the discovery session, we have the specification document, which is the the output, the outcome of that session. And then the proposal template, which is very much a document in its own right but very closely sits on top of that specification so i hope this has given you food for thought i'd love to know if you have any other ways of doing things or if uh, you know if this has spurred you to put a process in place and you can do that by heading on over to our facebook group peteverett.com forward slash group search facebook for retain fm 
And let's have a chat in there about how you run your proposals, uh, your project proposals, and if there's something we can all learn from each other. If I don't see you in the Facebook group, I will see you in the next episode where I will be sharing my SEO project proposal template because it is a bit different and uh, it's it's also a little shorter to, to explain. So I will see you next time.